Kids Sunday. And if you notice your clocks, no, it's not 4 o'clock. It's noon. I am now become your nooner. Remember, KDK9 is now a nooner. Lucky about lucky about lucky me and lucky you. So hopefully you're telling everybody that you know that I time has moved. Same day, same great show, and uh, but uh, it's it, different. Last week, <laughs> I get home and it's two thirty, and I'm like, okay, it's still daylight, and I still. So what I wound up doing is planting flowers, mowing grass, and uh, it was very it was very different. Felt very very different. But I can't thank all enough for tuning in last Sunday. And um, and have, giving me your questions. Without your questions, you just have to listen to me to talk on and on and on and on. So anyway, and then with the Nooner Show, uh, we also have... Oh, I came in the studio today. I'm like, okay, where'd everybody go? All the desks are cleaned out. No computers, no nothing. And I knew they were going to be doing some remodeling. But I didn't realize that involved that everybody goes away. So at first I'm going, okay, am I, am I in my right place? As it was, I went to a studio on the other side of the glass, and there was Josh and Hope. And hey, Josh, how you doing? I'm good. I made my family disappear, as a good Kevin McAllister once said. There, yeah, there you go. So that's Josh. You'll be hearing his voice. He's one of the new producers. And he's uh, not all solo yet, but he's got Hope on the wings. But anyway, so hopefully, so be kind to him when you call in, you know, give him time. He's got to figure out how to answer the phone, run the board. He's got to really multitask here. <laughs> so, but I greatly appreciate you, Josh. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what, uh, do you have any animals out? I do. I have a cat. His name is Tug and he's, I think, uh, he's uh, eight, eight and a half now. Okay. And then and Tug, that's interesting. Name. Yes. And uh, what t- uh, kind, color? Uh, he's, I don't know like the exact breed. I know he's white with a little bit of brownish, grayish, uh, blackish kind of uh, not spots, but areas on him. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Had you had him since a kitten? Or uh, I got him in 2016. So we've had him for a good, a good while now. He's uh, okay. he's a very intelligent cat. Likes to open, you know, the laundry doors and stuff like that, and uh, knows how to uh, or really likes drinking out of the faucets mm-hmm. of our bathroom sinks. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you'll be learning about that if you see a cat drinking. That tells you that we got to change his diet. So you're going to learn a lot on this show had you not listened to prior to Can't it. wait. But anyway, and so hopefully you guys have got great questions for me today. Last week I wanted to cover, uh, you know, if you ha- if you get two puppies at a time or if you get a puppy and you have an existing dog. We didn't get to it, so we're going to get to it right away today and then along with your calls. And so uh, so hopefully that, and this is weekend, was Good Neighbor Day weekend. So luckily the rain held off. Uh, they had a band on Friday night and Saturday night, and the rain was coming, rain was coming, and guess what? It went north and it went south, <laughs> and it didn't sprinkle. So it was, even though we need the sprinkles now, hay now, everybody's, all the farmers are haying now, and the crops are coming up, all the, the corn, you know, the old saying, knee-high by the 4th of July. Well, some of these fields are knee-high already, so that's a good thing, considering last year what happened with the big drought. And so we're hoping we'll get enough rain at the same time, at the right time. So the crops will be good this year instead of everybody getting kicked in the butt last night, last year. So and, and the drought in Minnesota was spotty, but it was mostly drought. There are some sections got the rain at the right time, so their crops are pretty good. And then those of you that have horses knew that uh, hay went through the ceiling as far as the cost. <laughs> so, you know, everybody says uh, the cheapest part of owning a horse is buying the horse. 
After that, <laughs> you better make sure you have a couple jobs. And that kind of is getting with the uh, the pet world, too. Keep us part is, is rescuing the, the cat or the kitten or the whatever, or the dog. or the. But anyway, and then all of a sudden, you know, the vet bills, you know, the... the Upkeep and that that well that gets in and as you all know, guys, uh, the food, food you know people food and dog food, pet foods have all gone up. So you just gotta and this will be a good cue and a good time, folks. That don't overfeed your dogs or your cats. Feed them to maintain them, not blow them up. So by cutting back on what you feed them, the pup, your dog, or your cat's gonna lose weight. Number one. And number two, they're going to be healthier, so you don't need the vet to pay that horrendous vet bill. Uh, most thing with fat cats is uh, either they get crystals in their urine, have renal problems, and then uh, they get diabetes because they're too fat. And with dogs, it's just plain old fat. They turn into barrels where they can't stride. They kind of waddle as they go. And then that turns into a lot of arthritis. They can t- turn into diabetes and then heart problems, condition of heart failure is huge. And so that's why re- this would be a good time at the rising prices of food for your pets is to feed them what they need. Don't blow them up. All right. Cut back on their feeding. Uh, I usually tell people that let's say your dog is really, really fat. Let's say you're feeding two cups a day. I tell people to go oh, number one. Go to a cup and a half all day. Do the cup in the morning and a half a cup at night. Always feed a light dinner. And then the treats, what you're going to do is you're going to um, use vegetables, all kinds. Uh, vegetables, there we go. Uh, you can use uh, cauliflower, broccoli, uh, peas, green beans, any kind of beans. Uh, uh, try to stay away from carrots. Carrots are pretty high in sugar. Just a carrot here and there is fine, but not on a regular, regular basis, okay? But this would be an awesome time to feed your wallet. And feed your pet less, all right? And then with cats, you know, we want to do grain-free canned foods. We don't want to do dry foods. And if you have to, you can't in the budget, then what you go to do is rehydrate that dry food and just do dry food one time a day and a set feeding time. And then give like a half a can of a, you know, like a tuna fish can, five-ounce can, you know, a half a can to three-quarters of a can in the evening. And so, uh, but grain-free canned, or if you got raw, if you're making hamburger, Give your cat some raw hamburgers, some raw chicken, uh, things like that. Give them an egg, things like that. So, you know, you can cut back on the feed bills and then have a fatter wallet and a healthier pet. So how does that sound? Pretty good, huh? So how, is, how big is your cat? Is your cat overweight? No, he's actually got very little body fat, and it's I, I don't know how metabolism works with cats, but uh, he definitely manages to... Uh, not gain much pounds. He he does eat a lot, and he's kind of picky when it comes to the bowl. Like if you see just like an even like an inch of the bottom of the bowl, but there's food around it, he's like, "Hey, you got to refill me." <laughs> now don't be beholden. Remember, we want to save money, save waistline. So because everybody thinks if the cat bugs you or the dog bugs you, first thing everybody everybody's mind goes, "What a treat." Want something to eat? Instead of redirecting them, like if the cat's looking at you like, hey, put some more chow in the dish, get a laser light for cats only, never for a dog, yeah. and have them chase a laser light or chase a feather, get a peacock feather or something like that. You know, redirect them instead of just every time they meow or every time they bark or whine or go sit by their dish, you go put stuff in it. Remember, you are... 
in charge of the dish, all right? So what you put in there is what you're going to have looking at around you. But this is a good time to start. You want to save some money for yourself and for your pets and have a healthier pet. Start cutting back on the chow. Always feed a lighter dinner. Like I said, if you're feeding two cups, do a cup and a half. A half, one cup in the morning and then a half a cup at night. Always a light dinner. Also by uh, going into some raw, some freeze-dried, um, dehydrated because it has less carbs. Because what does carbs do if we eat too many carbs? Carbs turn into sugar. Sugar turns into fat. And so that's why, like I say, you can do things better. And there's nothing wrong with people food for your dog and for your cat. There's no problem. My Adeline, she's what, three? She, she's a Siamese cross. Uh, luckily, she doesn't have a Siamese voice. <laughs> she's a little tiny meow. You, you know, when she wants to talk to you. And she's like, uh, I always tell people when they come to class that you've got a cat in a dog's body, the way that dog is thinking. And what I've got is I got a dog in a cat's body. Adeline will eat anything and anything. She's always like, okay, what are you doing now? And she'll sit there and look at you. And she'll one jump. She'll go from the floor to my shoulder. And I did that when she was a kid. I'd be working on the computer. I put her on my shoulder, you know, and she'd sit there and watch. But then as she got grew and got bigger, all of a sudden my shoulder was like, okay, you can get off now. (laughs) But anyway, okay, so hopefully you got some questions. Call 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. So then we're going to run the break, come back with your questions, and maybe we'll talk about getting two pups at a time or a pup with an existing dog. What sound do porcupines make when they kiss? What sound does porcupines make when they kiss? We'll be back. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show and say... Yeah, those of you that are new listeners, um, welcome to the show, because uh, this is my second week at being Nooner from noon to two. I'm going to be here every Sunday now, noon to two. And uh, so hopefully spread the word, and I'm, and please call your questions, because I'm happy to answer all your questions. Okay, when two porcupines kiss, what do they say? I have no idea. Think about it, think about it. Porcupines, they say, ouch. <sighs> Remember, these are dumb dad That's jokes. That's so good. Okay. So you got to get in the mind I of... was thinking quills. Like, I was thinking some kind of... Quills, yeah. And so yeah, then was, it would be out. It was in that ballpark, yeah. There you go. You were there. Well, you just, yeah. So you just got to think, you know, weird jokes. These are kids' silly jokes, okay? Yeah. Yep. That's what we do. That's what we do around here. Okay, we got a question. So let's go to the lines, get that one taken care of. Okay, who do we have here? We have... Uh, Donna, with a question about dogs overeating. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hi, Donna. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Kitty. Good. I I have a 14-year-old miniature dachshund who is overweight, and I need to explain to my husband that he doesn't need to feed her (laughs) his bacon and overfeeding her. He thinks she's hungry constantly. Mm -hmm. But... I remember you talking about how dogs are evolved from the bulls. Oh, yeah. And that they don't have a full in their, a full signal telling them that they're full, that they'll eat, 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 eat. Mm-hmm. And could you, I'm going to go offline so he can hear it. Could you explain to him that she has him trained to yes. think that she's hungry all the time? Exactly. It's- and I'm going to go offline so he can hear you. Oh. Right. Okay. So well, if you have any questions for me, she's 14 and overweight and constantly hungry. So. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Thank you, Katie. Okay. All right. Okay. The main thing, especially when you got low riders, you know, like, you know, uh, corgis, shih tzus, uh, lapsos, doxies, they're low, short and low riders. Okay. Carry an extra weight. Number one, eventually their back's going to give out. And it's not funny to see a sausage and a dog that waddles or you got to pick them up because they can't jump anymore. But the biggest thing for any dog when you want to lose weight, you know, there are some, there's gluttons in every, you know, in humans and there's gluttons in, in dog world. But dogs, when they're put on this earth, what it is, they're the cleanup crew. They're meant to eat everything and anything and really fast because they don't know when their next dinner is coming. We know they're going to get fed. The dog doesn't know that. Okay. So that's why a lot of times they will eat anything that's down or whatever. I mean, they're literally, they're, they're, bred to be the cleanup crew and so that's why you know with wolves or whatever they're all the cleanup crew something dies in the forest the the coyotes and the wolves go and clean it up and they eat fast and a lot when they can because they there again don't know when it's going to come back and so that's why anytime you're trying to get weight off a dog, every time they look at you, it doesn't mean that they want some food. Okay, right away, that's where humans go is, oh, do you need something? And we get up and it pleases us to see the dog happy that we're giving them something to eat. All right. But that, well, like I said earlier, what you're better to do is when they seem like they're bugging you is to redirect. Let's go play ball. Let's go for a walk. Let's look out the window and see what the squirrel's doing. Redirect them onto something else. You just give two feeding times, once in the morning, once at night. You always feel, feed a light dinner and when you're trying to now that doxy i don't know how how or she said 14 but i'm not sure but uh, but let's say she's eating a cup of dog food all day so then she'd feed a uh, half in the morning and a quarter in the evening all right a half in the morning if she's doing a cup of dog food we got to cut that food back because once a dog gets to three four years old it's called maintaining they're done growing and unfortunately people feed them like they're still a puppy and they wonder why they start getting to be look like uh barrels pork chops things like that and so that's why it's really important to feed what they need. And unfortunately, people out there, you're killing your dog with kindness. You're getting them so fat that they're going to leave you early. They're going to have digestive heart failure, congestive, not digestive, congestive heart failure. They can get diabetes. And then, like I say, carrying an extra weight on their back and their legs. Pretty soon they can't move. The brain wants to go, but the body says, I can't anymore. So it's essential that they, especially the older they get, you keep them as lean as possible. Doxies, uh, if you look at them, a true doxy if you see him in perfect weight they look very strange because they got a really deep chest a broad shoulders and little then they're well they from where their chest is you know their shoulders goes back to their hips it doesn't look like it belongs it looks like they're two different dogs a lean skinny one at the end and a big broad thing at the front and so it's very rare that i like pugs is another one that i see that is of good weight and there again, owners are you know killing their dogs with kindness. So if you have to give treats, then use uh, one. Take out some uh, uh, veggies, you know, like green peas, green beans. Break them up either fresh or um, do frozen ones, but thaw them, okay? And take out just enough for the day. And then when they, if you choose to give that all to them in the morning, well, then you don't get that dog doesn't get anything the rest of the day. But see, when you use veggies all kinds, it's healthier uh, alternative is what it is if you're trying to get weight off a dog. And so now bacon is a huge no-no, a huge no-no for, well, us. <laughs> but, you know, bacon is the duct tape for the kitchen. You can make cardboard taste good with bacon. But anyway, bacon is a big no-no. Any kind of pork on a regular basis is a big no-no. And the problem with the bacon is that, is number one, 
it's cured, all right? Whereas you've got the nitrates and the MSGs and all the crap in there. And it's not good for us, and it's certainly not good for our dogs. And so that's why, like I say, it's you got to use common sense. Uh, because this uh, Donna's husband is going to be on his knees when this dog dies. And so the thing is, is that maybe you could have had some more years if the dog would have been of good weight and not overweight. Uh, and that's why um, I've always been heavy my whole life, all right? But every dog, every cat, every horse that I have, when it was their time to come, there was no chemicals honor in them that I would not put honor in myself. They were perfect weight. They, I didn't, I know that I didn't kill them with kindness. And that's what people, you, of all you owners out there with dogs, cats, whatever, horses, is that do, you want good weight. You don't, people are so used to seeing fat dogs and fat uh, cats that when they see a dog that is good weight, they think the dog is anorexic. And what you want to do, how can you can tell if your dog or cat is overweight? You stand the dog or the cat, take your two fingers, your pointer finger and your middle finger of each hand, put it on the shoulders, and then run it along the rib cage. And then it should go, you should be able to feel the front rib and the rib casing all the way back, and then it goes into a waist, and then it comes out to the hips. So you should be able to feel the front rib to the back rib without pushing, but you don't want gaps in the ribs, obviously, okay? But you want to be able to feel the casing of the ribs. And now I can say I'm not fat, <laughs> and I can dig really and push really hard and go, oh, I felt my rib. Uh, that's cheating, all right? But you want to be honest. And no, your vets won't tell you, unless the dog gets grossly overweight, vets won't tell you that because it's a very, very sensitive <laughs> Subject, I can tell you that your dog is too fat because then you don't either have to listen to me anymore <laughs> or you can just walk away. But the vet needs your customer as customer base. So they, and when a customer, when a vet says, well, you could, he could lose a pound or two in the human mind, we're going a pound or two. Really? I just won't drink a couple extra glasses of water a day and lose a pound or two. But think of it with your dog and your cat. Take a pound hamburger and put it on their body somewhere. Dogs and cats only gain weight in their neck, their you know their their torso. They don't gain it in their tail. They don't gain it. Even though I, I take this back, I have seen dogs that were so grossly overweight. They had fat tails, fat legs, fat faces. The whole because they were so grossly overweight, they could barely move. And so that's why, but you take that pound of hamburger. So when a vet tells you, like with my Ethel, she was 3.2 pounds, correct? And so if my vet told me what she never did because she was, I was kept her perfect weight. If she needed to lose a couple ounces, it'd be in my mind like, ounces? Why bother? But then, like I say, you got to learn to not look at your dog, learn to feel the dog. And what you do is every Sunday when I get home from uh, the radio show, I stand my dogs and cats and I feel them. I don't go by what my eyes tell me i feel them i take the tips of my fingers or the pointer finger the middle finger whichever you want start at the shoulder blades and go along the rib cage and then it should go into the waistline and then it should come back out to the hips and the biggest thing is that you can feel the casing of the ribs without digging for it for younger animals you can take your thumb put it between the shoulder blades and run it down the spine and you should be able to feel the points of the spine without pushing you don't want gaps obviously but but see then as the old dogs grow older unless they're way too fat they the muscles start to atrophy so that the spine thing is not as good as they get older just then there you just do the ribs but that's why the whole thing is is no bacon that's i mean that's terrible they can yeah huge for pancreatitis huge for pancreatitis 
And so that's why hopefully, Donna, that helps. And if not, call back and we'll answer some more. Hey, we got open line, 651-641-1071. What is the difference between a... Wait a minute. I forgot the word. Okay. What do... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I was on the wrong page. Okay, what did what did one elevator say to the other elevator? We'll be back. All righty then. Everybody's singing it. Hum it. There you go. And once again, if you're a new listener to the show, welcome. I've been doing the show for 20 years, and I just got moved to noon. So now Katie K9 is your nooner, all right? Instead of drive time from 4 to 6 from the cabin during the summer months. Okay, what did one elevator say to the other ele- elevator? You think there, Josh? You lift me up. Oh, that that could be a good one. I think I'm coming down with something. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, that was me. a good one. No, see, there could, <laughs> there could be other answers to these. You know, no problem. Okay, once again, open line six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, you got two puppies at a time because you know God knew what He's doing. He's making puppies. Every one of them is so a doggone cute. Okay, now, big my thought to that: don't do that. <laughs> Okay, get one puppy. Because when you get two pups at the same time, this is what can happen. Number one, if you don't do it right. First of all, you're two times the feed, two times the potty training. You're not sure who did the mistake and who didn't do the mistake. And the bigger problem when you get two pups at a time, if you don't do it right, is the pups bond to each other instead of to the humans in the house. And so what happens is that, and this also happens if you get one pup with an existing dog, the two puppies or the one pup with the existing dog, same rules apply. They got to spend a lot of time separate, separate walks, separate car rides, separate time with you. Put the pup on a leash so he's hooked to the different humans in the family. So he bonds to the humans in the family. And that having the other dog or the other pup is just something fun to do here and there at first because we got to get the pup bonded to you. And so what happens is that uh, if you if they get bonded to each other, a lot of people don't know it until one dog let's say the existing dog dies and now the pup is all by itself or what something happens to one of the pups as years go on and so now the one pup there was two puppies and now the one pup is all by itself you're going to look at that dog's going to look at you and who are you and so usually there's always especially if you get two pups at the same time what happens is that there's always a leader and a follower all right and if something happens to the leader the follower has no idea what to do and so that's why it's so important, folks. I, you're thinking like, oh, well, geez, I'm going to get a pup because that will bring the older one out of its shell and maybe resurgence of its youth. Wrong, folks. First of all, I just had this conversation with a gal yesterday up at the blacksmith. And anyway, she has uh, two small dogs and uh, her one dog is really bonded to the older dog. And that's what happened. She got a pup. And then the pup uh, bonded strongly to the existing dog. And she wants, she's worried about the older dog's going to leave soon. And so she wants to get another puppy, you know, because she doesn't want the existing, the other dog to be by itself. And so I said, well, no, does your dog like other dogs? Does it like to go out and play and meet other dogs in the neighborhood or whatever type thing? Never a dog park, never a play group, uh, doggy play area. But anyway, uh, does it like, does it enjoy the company of other dogs? She says, no, he only gets along with the, you know, the existing dog, Zoe. And so anyway, so I said, no, then don't get another dog. That it will put that dog in the grave really quick. And so she says, what do you mean? I don't want it to be by yourself. It's like, well, now you're, you have to think like a dog here. You have to think like a dog because that pup got brought in and bonded to the existing dog. 
doesn't care for any other dog. So if you if something happens to, let's say, Zoe, all right, that something happens to her, and now the, the well, the pup is no longer a pup anymore, but it's an adult dog. But anyway, and now all of a sudden the dog is like, here I am all by myself, oh my lord, oh my lord. And then they go and bring another dog or a puppy in, like here, here's here's a new friend. That dog is going to wig out and is going to have a lot of health problems because he's going to be so overstressed. And so you never get a dog for a dog unless you want another dog and unless your dog enjoys the company of other dogs then get another dog whether it's a puppy or a dog but the thing is is do not you can't do what you feel is right you got to think like a dog you got to okay how is a dog see it and how i got through to this gal you know in the head i I put it into human terms i said okay you got you got uh three kids or two kids okay one of the kid dies which i'm very sorry for your loss but now you only have one child now, do you go out and get another child for that child? Well, no, now you just have a family of, you know, with that child and you create a, a, a different, another life. It's a new journey. But you don't go out and get another child for that child. And so that's the whole thing. Then you help that child through this and the child helps you through the loss. And then you, you build something different. Whereas you go uh, do more things together for some reason or, you know what I mean? So the whole thing is you've got to think like a dog. Don't do what your heart needs or what your head needs. It's got to all work out because so many people have gotten a dog for a dog and it didn't work out and their life and the whole household is so stressed out. It's not worth it. But they don't want, you know, they technically fail because they didn't pay attention. They didn't listen. And so what happens is that enjoy if you have two dogs and you lose one. Well, like I say, if the dog is a very happy, social, social dog and then, you know, and enjoys other companies other than the dog that was there. Then you might is there a higher chance of it working out, getting an adult dog or getting another puppy. But remember, if you get the puppy, then what you don't want, you don't want the puppy to bond to the existing dog. So the puppy is going to be tied to the humans, and then like in his own kennel next to your bed, he's going to learn lead a separate life from the existing dog and come together and play for a little bit. But puppies are hard on the older dogs, not just older like a two year old or what three year old and up. That you know because the puppies are just relentless. You know what those stupid needle teeth on the ears the butt the tail the legs you know and they and the, and the existing dog looks at you like i was perfectly fine with just you and me why did you do this and so i don't get puppies i haven't had a puppy in 52 years i only get existing dogs because i could put five weeks of training into it and the do- it looks like the dog i had them all their life and, but everybody loves that cute puppy. But then puppies, if you do it right, kennel train them, potty train them, um, teaching them words and need and manners that they need. It is, it's a lot of work. And so I'm so busy helping other people. I don't have time to do it right myself. So that's why I get this, you know, the older dogs, two, three years old. And then I put five weeks of training into them and then it works out really good. So uh, my advice strongly, folks, please don't get two puppies at once. Get one puppy, get that one up and the manners going and such like that. And then if you want to get another puppy, then go get another puppy once the first one has got up and going at least a year, at least. Because a new pup will also follow the lead of the other one. So it kind of helps your teaching too. But there again, don't let the new pup bond with the, the existing dog. That new pup has to be, you know, separate lives. All right. And then if you do have an older dog that's about ready to leave and you've got a younger one, and then don't be thinking about getting another dog to for that dog that's going to be left behind. You only get one if you want and if your dog is social. But if he's not a social dog outside of the pack, don't do that. It'll be too much stress and there's no, there's no fixing it. You can't force a dog to be friends with another dog. You can't force a child to be friends with another child or an adult to be friends with another adult. 
It either works or it doesn't. But then you've got to start by being empowering yourself, understanding the whole picture, and then go from there. Okay, so that's why it's really, really tough. I, I, I get that. And your heart just sinks. Now, obviously, if you have, you know, have just one dog and you lose it, everybody is different. Um, I when I lost my Elsie, I still had another dog and she was kind of my right right hand man or gal. It took me over a year and a half to even look at maybe getting another dog. But I didn't get another dog for the existing dog that was left behind. I got it when I was ready, and I made sure it was the temperament was going to fix fit with what I had. Okay? So anyway, so that's just a little bit of note on that. All right, we got a call there, Mr. Jace, Josh. Yes, <laughs> yes we do have a caller. Uh, Joanne has a question. She has a Border Collie Basset mix and has a question regarding diet. Okay, sounds good. Hey there, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good. So, no, no, I've got to hold on to my wigs and keys for this one. Are you sure it's a it's a border collie basset mix? Yes. Really? <laughs> well, we we didn't have the genetic testing, but he's stubborn like a basset. He's big, go like a basset, um, and he definitely looks like a border collie. Um, we actually uh, rescued him through the basset hound rescue <laughs> so does he have the body style of a basset no he's got the body style of a border collie okay but he's got the stubbornness except for his feet you know how basset's feet yep flop out and uh we've not like i said we haven't genetically tested him but since we got him through the uh, basset hound rescue so okay. somebody thought he was a basset when they turned him in <laughs> wow okay what ear perk ears or long ears He's got the perky ears. Okay, what about the jowls? Is it your face jowls? Are they droopy? No, no. Uh-huh. Interesting. That is really interesting. He's a, he's, a, he's the most lovable dog. He's a, he's a little love bug, but oh, oh my dear. goodness, he's so fat, and and we don't we don't overfeed him. And now okay. we're going to try the two meals a day. I heard you uh, earlier. Okay. Yep. Yep. So okay. so how much? That's stepping how- up the exercise. But is there anything else that you suggest to get that? Five pounds off of him. Okay. First of all, okay. Um, how much? How many pounds is the dog? Oh, he's got to be probably seventy pounds. Okay. And then, how much uh, are you feeding? We're feeding him one cup of uh, uh, healthy weight dog food a day. All day, one one cup, or one scoop. It's probably a cup and a half, maybe. Okay, so for first of all, you got to make sure you use a real measuring cup, okay? Okay. So you know exactly, and don't mound it, right? It's just a level measuring cup. Okay, okay. now, do you do any treats during the day? Nope. Okay, does he have access to go neighbor hopping and have neighbors feed him? Nope. Okay. Fenced in. Okay. <laughs> we have three other dogs, and they're they're fed the same way, and they're nice and normal. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the thing is, is what when when what you're feeding doesn't equal to what your dog weighs, uh-huh. the first thing that I would have done is have a thyroid test done. Okay. Because of underactive thyroid, you could feed him two pieces in the morning and two pieces in the evening, and still have a rotund dog. All right. Okay. So that's the first step I would do is to have a, you know, take him in and have a complete blood profile done. So you've got one when he's healthy, but then ask for the thyroid. That's a, that's a, a side thing that it's not in the complete blood profile. 
Okay. But now you got a, a, on record, you've got, you know, his stats when he's mm-hmm. healthy, but we're also, since they're drawing blood, why not get as much information as possible? <laughs> and so then ask for the thyroid test. And if they come back that, you know, well, it's just a little off, that little off can mean a lot in weight. All right. So yeah. for, let's get that information first. In the meantime, I want you to use a real measuring cup. Okay. And then what food are you feeding? That, what does he say? Healthy weight? It's a healthy weight, yeah. yeah. Okay, do you get a lot of doo-doos from him? I'm sorry? Do you get a lot of doo-doos from him? Doo-doos. Oh, yeah, he does, he does doo-doos. <laughs> okay, because unfortunately, when you, do, when you do the healthy weight, you know, that you do, they take a mold, a lot of the good stuff out of there to take calories out of it, uh-huh. and so then they have a lot of doo-doos, okay? They, they have a lot of piles that they put in your yard. Okay. Okay, so what I would strongly recommend is that you try, like, maybe um, a, a, a grain-free, and then, like, Nutrisource have got about, you know, four or five different grain freeze to, to try from. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but I, then I would rotate that in because what you're trying to do is take, because if you eat, um, let's see, how can we say this? Okay, if you eat a low calorie and you don't get enough fats, mm-hmm. okay, it's like eating Chinese food. Two hours later, you're hungry again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but if you eat something that has got sub- substance to it, aka uh, steak and lobster, or even a steak and a salad, that's going to stay with you longer, so you're not as hungry as you go through. Sure. And unfortunately, with the the uh, what they call healthy weight management stuff, they they take a lot of the fat out of there because that's calories, right? Right. But you're right, better yeah. off to feed the better stuff and a less of it. Because then it sticks to the ribs. He's not as hungry. He's not as begging. And it, you can utilize it more. And so believe it or not, it's just like, you know, a lot of the diets are out for humans. You know, mm-hmm. they're all into like uh, a grain-free, not grain-free. Uh, you know, Keto. mostly. Yes, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what I'm trying to think. Okay, <laughs> thank you. But anyway, so I guess the first thing I would do is make sure you use a real measuring cup. I would rotate them into like, you know, high plain select. I would stay away from the beef and rice. And, and because, you know, rice is starches. Starches okay. are. Are, are high, you know, they have a hard time digesting it, and then he doesn't need the extra carbs, all right? So right, I would try right. the grain free, is what I would do. Okay, all right? so what about uh, anything in the can or stay away from canned food? Okay, yeah, just yeah, stay away from canned. Can you hold on okay. a sec? I got to run to break, so hold on. We're, we got, okay, we got more to discuss here, okay? All right, okay, okay. I'll stay on. Okay, thanks. Good okay, okay. yeah, hold on. Okay. <laughs> according to yeah. according to urban legend, which candy is supposedly fatal when mixed with a soda? Well, according to urban legend, what candy is supposedly fatal when mixed with, uh, is it M&M's, Pop Rocks, Starburst, or Skittles? We'll be back. All right. Appreciate you listening to the new Katie. But let's move. Not the new show, but I've been here for 20 years, just like Lori and Julia. Sure, they get a big party bash because it's Friday. Okay. I started, they started in June. I started the first Saturday in August is what I started. So I'll be 20 years the first Saturday in August. So maybe we should do have a doing uh, food, makeup, hair, all the stuff that Lori and Julie are doing. But anyway. Okay, according to Urban Legend, which candy is supposedly fatal when mixed with soda? Is it M&M's, Pop Rocks, Starburst, or Skittles? What do you have a chance there, Mr. Josh? Pop Rocks. Ding, ding, ding. As the story goes, a child ate several bags of Pop Rocks and drank soda. The two substances combined in his stomach and exploded, killing him horribly. However... 
pop procs generate less gas than a half a can of soda, and ingesting them could induce uh, nothing worse than a big, huge, hearty, non-life-threatening belch. <laughs> Today, the same rumors circulate about Diet Coke and Methos. Mentos, there we go, Mentos candy. Yeah, I heard that too. Those pop rots are fun though. Put them in your mouth, and it's just like that is so cool. Tink, 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 beep, 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 beep. All right, uh, there we go. Okay, let's go back to Joanne. Hey, Joanne, you still with us? I am. All right. Okay, so what you're feeding him now? You before we left, you said you were feeding him, you know, like a, a low, like a, a diet dog food. But then yeah, you then much. you threw in some. You said, but what about canned food? So you're also feeding canned food. No, I was just asking about it. Oh, okay. He's not getting canned food. Oh, okay, okay. Because, yeah, the only time I eat canned food comes into existence for dogs, if they have, like, a mouth problem or if you got to give pills or something like that. Yeah. You know, but as a regular diet, you know, some small dogs that have no teeth, that's fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. So, it, so, so uh, now you said you give him a, a cup and a half all day. I would suspect that it's a cup and a half. It's it's just the you know the scoop that came with the bin that we store the dog food in. Okay, I had one gal that had a heavy dog too. And when he went, I said, "Go measure out, scoop out that with your scoop. Measure what you feed the dog." And she came back. She thought she was giving him two cups. Turned out she was giving him five cups of dog food. Oh. A day. Okay. <laughs> Because she thought the scoop. Yeah, that could be the problem. Okay, so that's what I want you to do is measure out what exactly it, that you have been feeding. And okay, then what so I would. How much should I feed him? Uh, a one cup? An actual measuring cup? One cup? Two cups? What? I would, uh, for his uh, for his age in that, and he's, he thinks probably he's got to lose about five pounds, right? At least, yeah. yeah. Okay. When we get when we go to get his blood check, we'll uh, get weigh him too. Okay, okay. Uh, personally, if this was my dog, this is what I would do. I would switch over to a grain free diet for right right now, like one of the ones from uh, Nutrisource. Just go to NutrisourcePetFoods dot com because I love their okay. ingredients and their quality of their food. And then uh, you want to do a cup in the morning and a half a cup in the evening. Okay. Okay, and what you're going to do with this is I don't like feeding dry food dry because dogs don't chew their food. They sniff it and, and, and slam it, okay? So the mm-hmm. whole nugget goes into their gut. So then what I tell people to do is put whatever you're feeding in a dish, put hot tap water on it so it floats nicely, put okay. it aside. Okay. Uh, non-grain-free takes about 30 minutes. Grain-free sometimes takes up to an hour. It just depends. You go back to the dish, wash uh-huh. it all be gone, take a couple of the nuggets and feel them, and it should be pretty soft to the center. And then okay. if you're going to put some um, some uh, supplements in, you can just mix your supplements in from there. All right? All right. Like, you know, fish oil or probiotics or whatever type thing. But anyway, so now his stomach doesn't have to work so hard to break down that, that dry nugget. Okay? Okay. And so, but, but be honest. Use a real measuring cup. <laughs> and, okay. Okay. And so, uh, and find out. But I would go for a cup and a half all day with this dog. One okay. cup in the morning and a half. Because a light dinner, what's going to happen is just like us. As we get older, if we eat a piece of pizza before we go to bed... Guaranteed a pound in the morning. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that's why we want light dinner, and then uh, it doesn't sit in the stomach and just kind of add into the waistline as it. Yeah, is they get fed about seven, so then they still have good three four hours to. Okay, okay, that's okay. Yeah, but like I said, I, that's that's what I would do for right now, and just see. And then once again, you, what I said earlier, you're gonna feel the dog right now. Stand him; he has to be standing. 
and take uh-huh. your take your tips of your fingers uh, and then or do your point your finger and your middle finger. Start at the shoulders on the ribs and then feel all the way back towards his waistline. Okay, and it should go into yeah. a waistline, then out to the hips. But you yeah. should be able to feel the casing of the ribs. And if you can't, and every Sunday, like I said, that's what I do. Now, next Sunday, let's say you come, you're going to give it once by changing what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Then um, give it two weeks, and you should start feeling a, a difference. Okay. If not, bump them down to a cup a day, three quarters in the morning and a quarter at night. All right, because okay. dogs won't starve. You know, unlike cats, have to eat every twelve hours, or they can run the risk of fatty liver disease. Uh-huh. And so, but dogs literally, they won't eat for a week, and just as long as they have water, they will yeah. be perfectly fine. All right, okay. okay. So, but everybody gets you know hits uh, their heart skips if the dog doesn't eat breakfast or doesn't eat dinner. It's like no, no, no. If the dog is acting correct, you know, acting like his normal self, he's not lethargic or running a temp or whatever. You know, he's just not interested in food. Leave him alone. Who knows? He might have found a dead rabbit that you didn't see. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, so that's okay. uh, that's uh, the thing. You know, is just and be honest. Okay, don't really get to know the feel of your dog. Okay. Okay. And okay. then get yeah. Give All me, right. But well, we'll a, try that. So we'll get a thyroid check yeah. we'll start weaning him off of what he's eating yeah. and then get him grain free and you said nutra nutra source n-u-t-r-i source s-o-u-r-c-e okay is that nationwide because we live in california okay that they, they, you can uh, they'd sell to local food stores okay they don't sell to like big box stores you know like petco okay. PetSmart. so if you do and if you just go to nutrisourcepetfoods.com they have a locator so okay. wherever you live they'll be you'll see where you can uh, pick up that food okay okay sounds like a plan okay. and then we'll measure his little ribs every day yep. and or i mean every week once, every yeah once day. a week yep yep yeah yep. And, and so and we we wet the food down a cup in the morning and a, and a half, half a cup, cup in the night. evening yep. and soak it up real good and first. please call me back let me know how things are going in a couple weeks, okay? I will. Okay, Thank kiddo. you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'll have to start streaming you. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. What has four wheels and flies? What has four wheels and flies? Bye-bye.